Bungar Fort is not for the faint-hearted. In fact, visitors are not allowed to enter the site between sunset and sunrise. People have tried to sneak in for an overnight exploration and have never been heard from again. In this episode, we take you to the mystical land of India, where myth, legend, ghosts and demons rule the imagination of the population. So why is Bungar Fort thought of as the most haunted place in India? Let's find out. My name is Renata Daniel. And my name's Anne Rekovich, and we welcome you to this week's episode of True Hauntings. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. I have visited the fort at night. We were a group of friends and were too excited about it and had heard it was the second most haunted place in the world. Anyway, we headed for Bangar around noon from Gurugaon and reached there by the evening. As it got dark, we reached the fort and found some dead cats on the way. It was enough to scare us. On arriving, we bribed the gatekeeper with a handsome amount of money and maybe a few drinks too, and he allowed us to stay in the rooms above the temple. The scary part was yet to come. At 6pm in the evening, the gates of the fort were closed and the gatekeeper came to us as he wanted to have a smoke. We asked him to tell us about the story of the fort. It was the same story that you find everywhere on Google about some queen and a tantric. We asked him why did he lock the gates and come to the temple. He said that there were some supernatural activities happening outside the temple at night and he was often called out by somebody in his wife's voice asking him to open the gate of the fort and he kept ignoring it until it was dawn. Sometimes he is called by his mother, who had passed away a decade ago, crying for water as she was too thirsty. After listening to his versions, we were scared to death and wanted to leave the fort as soon as possible. We were a group of five boys in their early 20s. We were all pale and staring at each other. I asked the gatekeeper why the supernatural things kept happening and that we can't enter the temple, to which he mentioned some ceremony done by some saints long ago. If you go there, you can see a boundary around the Hanuman temple in which we were sitting. He told us that as long as we stayed inside the boundary, we are safe. The guard got drunk passed out and slept on the floor of the temple for the rest of the night. We did not want to do anything unsuitable considering the conditions and we thought of locking ourselves in one room and left the drinks with the guard. We promised each other that in case one of us goes mad and wants to go outside, others will not allow him to leave. It was around 12.45am. We heard something tapping on the car parked just outside. The tapping sound got louder and we looked out to the windows to see what was happening, but nothing was visible. We shouted for help, but the guard was unconscious. We knew we were in deep It was getting unbearable and all of us were almost crying. Suddenly... We heard the guard shouting, asking for help as somebody was taking him away. I can still recall the voice. 
I went down the stairs chanting Hanuman Chalasa to see what had happened. But the guard was asleep. My feet were frozen and I could barely move from that place. One of my friends came after five minutes to take me back. I was numb and I did not speak a word for the whole night. I recalled my parents' face that night along with all my friends, grandparents, as I knew it was the end. I recalled that my mother told me not to go as it was not a good place. Everything from my childhood, all the mistakes I did, came before my eyes. My friends were saying something, asking me about the guard, and they said I did not reply to them and I kept quiet. One of my friends heard his mother, who had passed, calling him by his nickname, telling him she is outside and asking him to join her. He wanted to go outside and was stopped in doing so by the other three. I was watching them constantly as they fought with each other. I can tell you, three years later after that night, it was the scariest night of my life. And I am never going to be near that place ever again. The stuff continued all night. We recited Hanuman Chalasa, held each other's hands, cried, shouted for help. The sounds never stopped. Sometimes it would be the tapping on the car and sometimes we would listen to the voices of people we knew well. By 4am, we had lost all hope to make it through the night alive. All the fun and the adventure was gone. It was just fear. Somehow, as the clock struck 6.15am, we heard someone doing something in the temple. It was the cleaner cleaning the floors and doing the daily chores. We saw that the gates were open. Some idiots like us had come to see the fort. We went downstairs the guard was not near the gate. I recall us running back towards the car without looking back. We drove to our hostel. We did not sleep for a week. I did not want to share this scary memory. But seeing the interest of so many people, I could not stop myself from answering. My roommate has gone home and he will be here by morning. I'm sure I'm not sleeping tonight. I request you not to do any such stupid thing and listen to your parents for once. Take care. So, Renata, where did you find that soundscape from? Because you can sort of tell the way it was written that I don't think English was their first language. We we sort of fixed it up a little bit. But it sounds like a true account. Yes, it was from one of the Reddit sites uh-huh. you know, where they post questions and people come on and answer. Mm-hmm. This post appeared five years ago. I had a lot of digging that I had to do to find any information on Bungar Fort. Mm. It's one of those interesting places where no matter what site you go to, it's the same information that comes up all the time. And it's listed as one of the most top 10 haunted places in the world. Yes. And when we went digging to research it, it was the same couple of stories over and over and over and over. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the main issue is you're not allowed to go in there after dark. Yes. Can't collect any evidence, can can't, you? Can't. No, can't collect any evidence. And it is it it spills out over a countryside. Mm, it's a big place. It is a huge place. So there are things everywhere. And what has happened over the years, which seems to be the case with a lot of these places, is that the local villagers are just totally pissed off <laughs> that people keep on coming. <laughs> And tramping through their properties and through the area and sightseeing and all of this sort of stuff, even though it is a great high-level place for tourists to come, if you're living there, it's, yeah, it can get a little tiresome. Look, there's not much more going on around that area in India other than there is a tiger sanctuary right next door. And oh, I was going to do that as a reveal at the end, but I like the idea of a tiger sanctuary. Yeah, I Can do. Can we go pet the tigers, Renata? I, I do, but I don't. <laughs> 
it's sad to think that we even need a tiger sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's let's get back to this. So Bunga Fort is located in Alwar district in the royal state of India and it's situated at the borders, as I mentioned, of the famous Sariska Tiger Reserve, which is in the area. It's known for being the most haunted place in India and, as you said, that makes it very difficult when we have other places in the world that are known to be very haunted or even slightly haunted and there are pages and pages and pages of information and Bunga Fort isn't one of these places. Mm -hmm. Bunga was a flourishing township in ancient times and it was built by Madhu Singh for his son, Man Singh One, in the 17th century. That sounded Chinese, Man Singh One. I know. <laughs> I can't make it. I can't make it anymore. Can you maybe put on Indian. a bit of an Indian accent no. and try it? <laughs> there goes the famous wheeze. <laughs> Oh, I'm no. just watching okay. her try to get her Indian accent on. <laughs> I won't tell you what she's doing. She's trying. Just let, no, she is trying. No. So it's believed that uh, at one time there were over 10,000 people that resided in the area and then allegedly it became deserted overnight. The tigers ate them. Mm, possibly. So standing in the ruins of what once was Bangar, there is this 400-year-old grand edifice and the town now really spreads around it. So the present state of Bangar is pretty pitiful and I guess it never really came back after the original time when it was this famous and thriving metropolis mm. because of the curses that oh, befell. Curses? Yes, curses oh. that befell the city. Is that swear words? Not that sort of curse? I, hey? A cuss? Curse? You're cursing? Sw- oh, swear oh, words. Lord. I, I, Have another coffee, Renata. I thought you said spare words. <laughs> okay. I'll you my hearing aids, love. Spare words? Anyway. See, the, my, ta- my pronunciations <laughs> are not doing well because both you and my husband at the moment are struggling to understand what I say. I think I'm just more superior to you both because I've got hearing aids and I love them now that I can hear. I just don't like that they give me headaches. Right. Let me tell you about one or two of the interesting places um, around the old fort. So there is a place called the Well of Weeping Souls. And that's located just outside the ramparts of the main fort. And the well is now really a dried husk of what it must have been a long time ago. So there's certainly no water in the well. And a lone stone wall circles a very large round mouth of the well. So the high walls of the fort exterior are just a few feet away and it's kind of surrounded by old gnarled trees that were obviously planted when the place was flourishing. They stop short of the well. So all of these places have a story behind them. And I guess the locals are the best ones to tell all of these wonderful stories. We sort of only really get the little little crumbs. We're just throwing a little... Little crumb here and there. Yeah. So the walls of the fort exterior are just a few feet away and there are old gnarled trees that surround the old well. Must be hundreds of years old. And they just stop short of the well itself. So the old roots reach out and spread their fingers over the walls and crisscrossing the hard earth between the well and the wall. Might must look really spooky at night when the shadows fall on it. I remember looking at one of the videos on this and they showed one of those trees that had grown on top of a wall and then encased the wall as the wall crumbled. Ooh. And it looked bizarre. Mm. Now, on the other side, there is uh, another temple, and I'm going to have a, a crack at this one, the Someshwar Temple. Oh, that was closer to it? Yep. And local law speaks in hushed tones, of course, of how hundreds of years ago the well was a place used for sacrifice. It is said that those who 
the courtly powers wanted to get rid of were brought to Bungar and hidden away in the maze of corridors and chambers which spread over the land. Now, that's interesting because now with it all surrounded by bush and or scrub scrub or grasses, you only see the tallest of the buildings. So you can imagine as it used to be, it would have spread out all over the land. Mm. And, yeah, if you wanted to lose someone in there, you could. So we know that if you were in power and if you were a problem, you were brought to Bungar and you were placed in one of the cells or chambers in many of the corridors that were there. And as night would fall and the darkness enveloped the city, the unwanted person disappeared. Maybe down the well. Woods magic. So it was believed that they were bound and thrown down the dark pit and a large iron cover was drawn over. Oh, it's a bit like an oubliette, Mm. like they had at Lept Castle in Ireland. So even now, this story goes, on a bright sunny day, if you are in the vicinity of the well, it is almost as though you are pulled towards it, a magnetic type of pull, a gravitational type of pull. Even though there are no steep slopes surrounding the well, you seem to be drawn as if there are voices calling you, come and help me. Come and get me out of here. And the closer you get to the world, the dizzier you become. And strangely, you feel as though you must sit on the edge of the world and look in. Oh, no. As if you are being called down into the darkness. And the story he finishes and it says, even centuries later, the old well of darkness seems to be seeking fresh blood. What an amazing story. Mm. Now there is also the Circle of Dark Magic. Oh, that sounds like somewhere I'd like to go. Mm -hmm. So once within the ramparts of the fort, you will see something strange. Mm, In the neighbourhood. Who are you going to call? Anne and Renata. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me get through this. So it's difficult to say how long it's been there, but it seems more likely that this was made much later and was not part of the original layout. The belief is that it was created by men aware of the power which flows through Bungar, especially those that wanted to misuse it. So I wonder how many wizards and mystical men would have spent time at Bungar conjuring Ooh. things for the men in power. There is a rough stone circle outlined with rocks quite large in size and within that circle there are strange little piles all made of rocks. Now some of them are just two or three rocks high and there are others that are quite tall and they, they're balanced one on top of the other and they're spread out really randomly. So those who know maintain a safe distance from this rock ring because it is called a circle of dark magic and it is used even today. Oh, really? And what they use it for is to pass off misfortune from one person to another. Oh, so if they think they've got a curse or something, they'll given stand them in the eye. circle. Oh, oh, yep. They'll stand in the circle. The likelihood is they will build one of these little rock mountains mm-hmm. or hills and in that way pass on their misfortune to somebody else. Yeah, so they'll go, hey, you, I believe that I've got a bit of a ghost attached to me. You can bugger off and go to someone else. That's right. Just like that. That was my best Indian accent. Yeah, I wasn't even trying. So a rock pile is made by one who believes that they are being dogged by ill luck and then they hope that some unsuspecting visitor will touch the pile out of curiosity and knock it over. I'm not touching any strange person's (laughs) pile. No, no, you want to leave that pile right. Oh, make sure I've got hand sanitizer with me. Uh, The darkness is then believed to be transferred from the supplicant to the unsuspecting visitor. How 
uniquely weird. Yeah, and you know, the first thing we'd be doing, we'd be in there going, oh, look at the pretty rocks. <laughs> I'd be building piles, thank you. Oh, taking it I from have... everyone else's pile and making your own pile. I, I yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So it's very, very similar to the practice of keeping an earthen pot containing water at a crossroad, waiting for someone to accidentally knock it over in the hope that as the water splashes onto their feet, all the bad luck is transferred onto them. Well, the way you're going this week with everything you're knocking over, you would be knocking those over too. Yep. Wow. Wow. She's dropping everything, people. Now, <laughs> it's, these these myths and legends are absolutely amazing and, yeah, look, hundreds of years Hundreds of years people have been doing this, so there is definitely a thing about it. There's definitely magic to it. So Bunga is a place of power and magic, and with that comes a flood of people trying to use and misuse it. So they will go in there irrespective of what the outcome might be. I'll give it a crack. No, I'll, I'll go give it touch someone's pile. <laughs> The, so the closer one gets to the fort, the more figures in the garb of holy men one sees. So while each thinks they are tapping into the power of this ancient place of magic, there is also the dark energy of Bunga that is always there and still holds the reins of power. Mm. Why? Why is there dark magic here? I don't what know. What has been going on? So there are two legends that are associated with this building and I'm going to tell all this site. I'm going to tell you both of them. Okay. So there is one folklore that says there was a princess of Banga named Ratnavati who was allegedly an extremely beautiful woman. Hypnotised by her exquisite beauty, a necromancer in the region fell in love with her. Mm, a necromancer, a they're ne- raising the dead. Yes, yes, or, or a, a, a dark magician, if Ooh, we want to say that. Yes. Yeah. So in order to get her, he put a spell of black magic in the oil that the princess was supposed to use for massage. Sensual <laughs> <laughs> massage. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. broke Renata again. Oh. But before his dirty ploy could work, Prince dirty, Princess Dirty Man. Princess Ratten Ratten of <laughs> Oh my god, this is small to swear. <laughs> Thank you, Renata, you just broke me as well. <laughs> Please note we have the high end of whoop happening there. (gasps) Okay, let me start again. I don't know, do we have to? (laughs) Right from the very top or just the last 30 seconds? But before his dirty ploy could work, Princess Ratnavati got a whiff of his trickery and threw off the magic-laden oil into a huge boulder in the vicinity. This was when the doomsday clock of Bungar fought and the whole town was set in a countdown. The black magic worked its way and caused the boulder to crush the tantric to his death. So the the boulder basically fell in love because that's what the curse was. The boulder has fallen in love with the the magician and has tried to have its way with him and mounted him and crushed him. (laughs) As you do. As you do. However, before breathing his last breath, he cursed the entire town of Bunga, struck down by grief and despondency to slowly succumb to its utter desolation just like him. to say that that was his stuff up. He was the person that tried to do the dirty there and and make someone love him who didn't love him. And now he's going to curse the town because he didn't get his way. Mm. Now there's there's a what rock a slug. There's a rock theme going on here. And so he was crushed by a big boulder. And so they make these little rock oh. things. Yeah, to pass on the curses, Whoa. just just like that happened there. So proving his dreaded last words right, the next year itself 
the ruler of Bungar suffered a calamitous defeat at the hands of an enemy and his entire army was annihilated and all the inhabitants of Bungar were brutally massacred. Well, then no wonder the place became isolated overnight. Yeah, if they've lost the battle, then, I mean... And if they've killed everyone, of course there's no one there. But anyway, while the fate of the princess is still a mystery. It is said that she was condemned to Rome in the precincts of Bungar, stuck in a limbo. It is said all of the people of Bungar can still be heard in Bungar Fort at night, doomed to linger in this realm, never to leave the cold environs, the place hopeless and restless. Now, the other legend is that within the fort walls lived a sadhu named Guru Balunath, and his permission to build the fort was sought first by Man Singh Wan, and that while the sadhu did give the king permission, he also laid a condition that under no circumstances should the fort create a shadow over his house and that if that happens, then the city will perish. Goodness gracious me, talking about naughty neighbours. A, sh- a shadow. Yeah, how dare you? Well, I mean, look at that. what happens now. We have to get permission from council if we want to build anything and heaven help you if the shadow of what you want to build passes over onto your neighbour's house yeah, and then, then they refuse it. kill everyone. So the king swore on this but his descendants failed to keep the oath and as a result of the broken oath, the curse befell Bungar. Oh. My goodness. Now, there are warning signs all over Bungar Fort. There may not be haunted written in neon on the information boards at the site, but surely the constant urging by the Archaeological Survey of India to leave the premises before sunset clearly indicates something. So the boards clearly say it again and again that it is prohibited to stay within the environs of Bungar before sunrise and after sunset. There have been quite a number of incidents of people getting lost and even deaths in the area. Hence the precaution. Or maybe the Archaeological Survey of India just kind of goes, you know what, people can really hurt themselves here. We don't want anyone coming in at night. Apparently, more than anything, it's the women, the ladies. They are not to enter after dark. And... As a tourist, you cannot freely go in. You have to obtain a special permit to gain entry onto the premises. Yeah, they don't like just anyone going in there. You've actually got a permit. As a tourist, you have to have a permit to go in and visit the site. What is going on with the planes out there? (laughs) And they're circling. They've gone, oh, Anne and Renata are doing a podcast. Best we circle the house. (laughs) Yes. One of the reasons for that is that they say tourists keep on getting lost in the area. They'll probably walk into people's homes and start to you know, go, have you got a mobile phone? Yeah. We haven't even got running water, let alone <laughs> a mobile phone. And there are a large number of foreigners who have angered the government officials owing to their disregard for rules, which has caused them to take this strict and step. And the bloody ghost hunters again. Yeah. Just yeah. ignoring the rules because they think every, some of them think that they – don't need to follow the rules because they're not general tourists and they're ghost hunters. That means that they're going there for a different reason and therefore those rules don't apply to them. Mm-hmm. Well, the rules are there probably because of them. They can't resist the lure of one of the most haunted places in the world. Now, I'm just going to end up on my part with just one mystery here, which mm-hmm. is quite interesting, and that is that the houses in Bangar are roofless. Ruthless? Ruthless. Oh, roofless. Ruthless. Uh, right, okay, so it has no roof on the house. Mm-hmm. Oh. So once you visit this eerie place in Rajasthan, you will get to know what they mean by this. Every house in the area located near Bunga is roofless. No house whatsoever has a complete roof on its head. It is prevalent that the sage who cursed the town to its ultimate devastation is responsible for this. The locals say it's impossible to construct a roof on these houses since as soon as one is built, it collapses. And many of the people have been killed by these roofs collapsing in on the houses. So apparently they say this is another nerve-wracking fact about Bungar's fort history and how the tendrils of this 
dark magic have reached out into the environs and have cursed the community. I wish you could see her face while she's doing that. She's loving that. Oh, you could have done the soundscape, Renata. I know. Your turn. Oh, jeez. Okay. (sighs) Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better. Help, H E L P dot com slash P sixty. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp dot com slash P sixty. There's a link for it on today's program guide. All right, so I watched Amy's Crypt episode. Did you? I did. And she actually went there, I think it was in 2019, and she was exploring it during the daytime and she mentioned the, the, the roofless buildings. buildings. And, yeah, you're right, 99.9% of them don't have a roof, but there were some that did have roofs, but they were made out of stone or cemented in some way or mm-hmm, other, so mm-hmm. they hadn't come off. But anything that was a temporary roof mm-hmm was gone. But then how old is the town? Over 400 years. Of course the roofs have gone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's got anything to do with the curse or just the fact that it's 400 years old. Mm. Let me get into some of the stories now, the hauntings here. When we were looking at this, we were trying to find a, a good soundscape to do. Renata actually brought one in this morning. I liked hers better than the one I found. But I, I do have another one. And I thought I might read it anyway because it's a bit of a good ghost story. And I know that, that the team love to put some good sound effects in. So we'll see how we go. Yes, let's go. We were shooting a horror feature film amongst the sand dunes of Rajasthan. We were nearing the end of the shoot, which meant it should be soon time to have a party. But unfortunately, there was no pub or club at which to celebrate the rap. So three of us, Annette, our visual effects supervisor, Daniela, an assistant director, and myself, the writer, decided to celebrate the final night at Banner Fort. Dude, let's just party here itself after everyone's gone, said Annette. Daniela who was the assistant director, said, oh, they won't allow us to stay back after sunset. Nobody's going to find out if we stay. If we're out in the eastern chambers of the fort, nobody will find us. No one dares walk past that area once the sun goes down. What if we get caught? Oh, if we're careful, we won't. OK, but the crew leaves at six in the morning from our hotel. Don't worry about it. I've arranged a vehicle for us. We'll be at the hotel by midnight, Cinderella. Cool, let's do it. We spoke to our cab driver and told him our plan. Sir, I will not step inside the fort. You can call out or whistle once you are done, the local man told me. If you want, you can come and join us. We have enough drinks, I offered. No, sir, I'm fine. I'm worried about you. Something happens in there. Please do not expect me to intervene. Spare me the dilemma. Oh, come on. You don't believe in the stories, do you? 
It's people like me who write these stories, you know. You must be a good writer, sir. But the stories about this place are not fiction. Just beware. As you wish. Whatever you do, do not go to the bedroom of Rani Ratnavati. Why? That's the very room where she threw the bottle of enchanted aether and incurred the wrath of the tantric. The Rani's Atma still screams for help. We'll be fine. The sun had set and the cast and crew had left for the hotel, leaving only the three of us inside the fort. The fort was eerily quiet at night. Unlike other places, there was no chirping crickets around, didn't take us long to find a really great spot in the eastern side of the fort. It was an old room leading to another. The only entrance to that adjacent room was through the room that we had chosen to drink in. About quarter to ten, we were already done with nine bottles of beer. Daniela seemed a little scared when we told her that the room adjacent to ours was actually the Rani's bedroom and that we were drinking in the Queen's closet. Why did you guys choose this room, she asked. That's the whole point of our adventure night out. There are no ghosts. Come on, people die every minute. But have we ever seen ghosts even once? It's only the mind that creates these fears. You have to trust me on this, I added. But still, I don't like it. Can we close the door, please? If you guys had told me this was the Queen's closet, I would not have come here. Fine, I'll close it for you, Annette said and got up. He walked all the way to the door and closed it. The wooden door had become rusty and it took some force. Is this fine? He said after bolting it from the outside. I wish I could lock my ex-boyfriend inside that freaking room, she said, clearly drunk. We'll do that next time, I chuckled as I opened another bottle of beer. Did you know that the Queen Ratnavati was cursed by the Tantric to haunt the fort? All because of a failed attempt at seducing the woman, Annette said out of the blue. And what's worse is the fact that after she was killed in a battle between Banga and Abjaka, she was cursed to return one day in an undead form. Do you know what that means, guys? It means that her spirit is still haunting these rooms. What bullshit. That's it. You're drunk, dude. Let's leave now, I said, getting up from the floor. Oh, come on, don't be a chicken. Yeah, I think we should go too, Daniela said, also getting up. We picked up all our bottles and packed them into the carton when we suddenly heard something. It was the jingling sound of anklets. Did you hear that? Daniela asked. No, I did not. I lied. Worried about her. I did, dude, and it said, drunk as a skunk. That's it. We're leaving now, I said, and I stumbled in a semi-drunk state across the room towards my visual effects supervisor, who was still on the floor. Daniela had already reached the exit when, suddenly, we heard knocks on the closed door. The knocks were coming from inside Rani Ratnavati's room. All three of us looked at each other in shock. Maybe we were too drunk and probably imagining the sounds together. But then the knocking continued. What the hell? Annette said, getting up. The knocking grew more intense and then the door to the closet also started rumbling. We were scared to death. Both the doors were being knocked at from the other side until the door to our room broke open and in came some local boys with torches and sticks. What the hell are you guys doing in here? You shameless city folk, it said disgustedly, eyeing the cigarette butts and empty bottles everywhere. You should not be here at all. Who gave you permission to stay back, he said angrily. There's someone inside that room. I heard the knocks on the door, Daniela said to the boy. So, now you two have experienced the truth of this haunted place. There is no other entrance to that room, sister. That sound came from Rani Ratnavati, who's still waiting to find a body to possess. 
We know that you people do not believe the old stories, but then can you at least be respectful of our beliefs? He turned to Annette and remarked, and then they label us as intolerant. Whoever or whatever is inside that room wanted to get out badly. We could tell by the way it knocked at the door, I said. We are glad you didn't end up dead, said one of our rescuers. As we walked out of that cursed fort, I heard more knocks from inside. Desperate knocks on the doors of eternity to get out for once and forever. We had encountered a supernatural entity, but even to this day, Anna keeps saying that the knocks on the door were not from a ghost, but from a wild animal or rodent trapped in the room. Well, you can believe what you want, but I am sure what I heard was no trapped mouse. It was an encounter with the supernatural in the most haunted place in Rajasthan. Isn't that a cool story? Oh, that's a cool story. Now, that was from a book called India's Most Haunted by K. Hari Kumar. And there's lots of great stories in there from India's haunted locations. But I've got some other little bits and pieces of different ghost stories to Mm -hmm. share with you. And then I'll reveal a few thoughts about Bangar Fort. And what we're going to do is we're going to add some photos from different people who have visited of the site because I think you really need to see it to have all of these stories and everything really have a place to reside in your mind. It's hard to kind of think about the intensity of these stories if you haven't seen the site. You need to see it. And some of the carvings in the stone and everything are absolutely beautiful. Amy, if you want to look up Amy's Crypt, A-M-Y apostrophe S, Crypt on YouTube, and she's got a two-part episode there that you can have a look during the daytime at some of the beautiful stonework that is around there. Now, here is one of the stories that I came across while I was researching this. So some of the legends there say that you feel like your movements are being watched and that the air is charged with dizzying heaviness. The Archaeological Survey of India cautions visitors to the point that they've put a sign up saying you must not enter the fort during the dark hours and Amy came across that as well. They tried to stay there longer but they're absolutely adamant that they weren't allowed to. There is evidence to support the claim of those that say that those who tried their luck either went missing or weren't able to explain anything coherently the next day. You might say the entire episodes were mere figments of imagination by minds that are making things up. But apparently people have gone missing from the site, never to be seen again. And if you look at some of the wells and things that are at the fort, you can see that they they could fall down wells. One of my theories is the reason why the government has put up the signs is because it's just dangerous. Mm. And if people are wandering around there at night, there's there's holes in the ground mm-hmm. everywhere. There'd be snakes and things too. There's monkeys. Oh. There's monkeys everywhere. Mm. Mm. That's terrifying in itself. So the locals refer to the place as Boot Bungla or a haunted house mm-hmm. and they reckon that it, it buzzes with paranormal activity and that ghosts and ghouls roam. There's strange noises, bizarre activities. But one of the things that I, I noticed when I was watching Amy's thing is that it was nighttime and they said that they could stay at the tomb. There was a tomb there. Mm-hmm. There's lots of little buildings all around the place, little sacred places and tombs and she stops as you hear this dog screaming out in absolute agony as something obviously takes it in the dark. Oh, no. But knowing that there is a tiger sanctuary nearby, oh. I, I, yeah, I think they're just trying to protect it. But there is the story of two young boys who decided to spend a night in the fort but never returned home. Similar to this one, there's another boy decided to visit the fort during the the night with lighting equipment, but fell in a steep well located in the middle of the fort. And I think Amy actually looks at that one. Mm -hmm. He was rescued immediately by his friends and was rushed to hospital. But 
On the way to the hospital, the car got crushed in an accident and all three died on the spot. Oh, no. Mm. That's awful. Was it crushed by a rock? No, it was a car accident. So they're okay. in the, and, and, oh, the rocks. You're the back rocks. on the rocks again. Yep, yep. Oh. <laughs> According to yet another one of the Fort's haunted experiences, it's said that a troop of a few youngsters who went to explore the place met with eerie incidents while they were returning from the place. It was said that in a bus of around 50 people, while this group was sitting around the fifth or the sixth seat, only they got injured out of the whole 50 people. Oh, why? They went to the fort, apparently, and that's all it takes. Wow, yes, and Um, of course bad luck follows them. Yeah, another urban legend claims that a group of tourists once bribed the keeper of the fort to let them inside the complex. After nightfall, the keeper let them in with a stern warning that it wasn't advisable to go inside the fort at that time. In spite of the warnings, the group ventured into the realms of the fort but they noticed a boy sitting alone inside one of the rooms. The creepy part was that there were no other doors accessible or windows into that room. Ah. We have a first-person account here. I am from Alwa and was only nine years old when this happened. One day I was walking near the fort with my father when an unknown man started walking by our side. We tried to get rid of him, but... He was desperate to tell us the real story behind the haunted fort. My father carried me and walked fast to get rid of him. The plan worked, but when we turned to see if he was still following us, he had disappeared. People who were around us told us that there was nobody following us. Oh, see, that's spooky. It's spooky that all of these things are happening during the day. Yes. So it's not just nighttime, it's daytime as well. Yes, all the time during the day. And then there's this other one as well who goes, after hearing all the horror stories, my friends and I decided to go to Bunga Fort during the night. We reached here about 8.30pm and started exploring the place. Around 12.30am, we heard a female voice shouting from the fort and we decided to leave. Horrified by what had happened, we all started running towards the main gate. Right then, a wall fell in front of us. These are stones. Mm -hmm. We started running again until we got out of the fort. Mm -hmm. So these people are either bribing guards Mm -hmm. or they hide within the fort to do their own thing and then their imagination gets the better of them. Mm -hmm. Now, they're in jungle area Mm -hmm. there's a tiger sanctuary nearby Mm -hmm. monkeys Um, monkeys monkeys (laughs) that's scary enough on its own yeah monkeys terrify me so what's your thoughts i look we are we are delving into the spiritual beliefs of a culture we know very little about. This is true. And we do know that they are extremely connected to their gods and goddesses and to the belief systems that get them through their lives. And I do really believe that these people believe in every single word about this fort and about the history and about the curses and that they will go into the well and they will place the stones and release themselves from any curses or bad luck. Totally 100% believe that they believe. Are there any ghosts left in the fort that could be scary? Would we as Westerners even tap into that vibrational energy? Mm, good Would we? question. See, we'd be going in there with our own beliefs and bias and uh, viewing it from a Westerner's viewpoint and not grasping Mm -hmm. what was going on within the the area. Yeah. It would be a really interesting exercise. It would. But I noticed when Amy was panning around there, there was lots of families there. They were picnicking, they had music and they were dancing and it looked like a place where you would go to connect. Mm -hmm. Receive blessing? Yeah, connect with with the land, with the gods. It, it's probably one of those places where the veil is thin, so to speak. Yeah. So culturally for them it was a, a very special place. Yeah. And us Westerners, now it's interesting that they've said that the tourists can only go with a special permit. So I wonder what the qualifications are 
to get a permit to be able to visit there. Yes, that would be interesting. What is the questions on the list? Hmm. I wonder if we can find out. I wonder if it's online. Oh, <laughs> we'll have to have a look. I'd love to go. You'd, you'd, you'd still like to go? I'd love to go. There's um, monkeys. I don't know about I know, that. <laughs> I know, but I'd take one for the team as a social experiment because okay. one of the interesting things is, and we had a little taste of this when we went to Romania, when you go into a country where you have absolutely no association with the culture whatsoever, how does that affect your ghost hunting? How does that affect your skills to tap into what is going on on those sites? Yeah. You need to have some knowledge of the cultural beliefs of the people of the land that you are investigating. Mm. Absolutely true. Well, this is one that we're going to have to go visit to work out whether it's haunted or not. I like that idea. Yes. Um, As long as I can take my bottled water with me and some monkey repellent spray. And stay in a five-star hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not camping. And a car with air conditioning. I'm not camping. (laughs) Forget it. (laughs) What if they say we can go if we'll put up a bed for you in the princess's bedroom? Well, that's okay. That's okay. But we'll talk to the princess. Yeah, we'd have to have one of those flushable toilet things turn up. <laughs> oh, it's getting worse. And an air conditioning unit. Yes. <laughs> fan to, with a, fan. Long, a long lead. We don't do <laughs> well in the heat. <laughs> we just don't do well in the heat. Oh. Anyway, look, thank you for joining us for this week's episode. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. If you have enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. I think that's where you can leave the review. But also subscribe as well. Share it around with your friends. Let more people know about us so that we can keep bringing you more and more content. And that, yes, it's it's awesome. We've actually reached over 40,000 downloads. Yes. Which means it's going from strength to strength. But the more people that find us and the more people that subscribe allow us to find more stories and share them with you. And don't forget, you can join us on our Facebook community. We're online on Thursday nights, Monday nights, Tuesday morning. <laughs> We're just online whores, what can I say? Yeah, Yeah, but we're meeting so many gorgeous people from um, America and the UK as well, which is just awesome. Spreading the word. Spread everything. Anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll see you on The Dark Side. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube.